Johnstown, the leading Angels average, 266, with nine home runs. And one of those home runs, the last one on Friday night, with $7,200 in our home run for the money contest. Wouldn't you know that Dave Niehaus would give away the money? The way he makes little wagers, there's only figures that he should give it away. <laughs> the pitch to Johnstown is outside, ball one. And I thank you, Dave, for the fine job that he's done all year, allowing us to move back and forth to cover the Rams game. Dave with the night off. He'll be back to work this weekend in Oakland. The pitch, check swing, and it's lined foul right by the on-deck hitter for Gossi. And off the protected screen in front of the box seat. Fregosi now moves out of the on-deck circle and hides down behind the railing that protects the inside corner. He goes into the dugout, does Fregosi. Johnstone goes to the on-deck circle and uses a pine tar rag. And back to home plate. The cat one and one. McNuffney, the catcher for Brunette. Harper Donaldson. Here, Harper... Kennedy, Donaldson, and Mincher on the infield. Walton, Hovley, and Whitaker in the outfield from left to right. Third deep and forward right field. 1-1 pitch. Bounce to the mound. A leaping stop by Brunette who throws out Johnstone for the second out. Brunette had to wait. In fact, had to retreat down the back slope of the mound and then leaped up the one-hand ball. And from there, it was an easy play for the second out. Here's Jim Fregosi, the shortstop. Jim hitting 258. Jim with 11 home runs. Leads the Angels in doubles, triples, runs scored, and bases on ball. In fact, we just figured out the Fregosi's on-base percentage. If you add the times up that he has walked, the pitch high with a fastball. You add the 90 walks to his at-bat total and 90 walks with his hits. Jim's on-base percentage over 360. Brunette takes plenty of time as he stares down at Fregosi and his catcher McCurtney. Now winds, kicks, and delivers. Swung on a long drive to left field and high and deep, and Fregosi will touch them all.
Right fielder Billy Cowan steps in. Billy has done a fine job for the Angels. Coming from the Yankees, hitting 333 with three home runs. Final from Kansas City. The Royals scored two in the bottom of the ninth inning, but that was not enough. Minnesota wins it four to three, so the Twins have clinched the American League Western Division title. The pitch to Cowan, grounded foul by Mike Ward. Winner was Bob Miller, the loser Jim Rooker. They had 7,700 at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City. The final Minnesota four, Kansas City three. The Twins have now popped the court. They're celebrating with champagne and will meet the Baltimore Orioles for the American League representation in the World Series. Reichardt leads away at first. Mincher holding him on. And Brunette goes to first, and Reichardt barely got back in time. Reichardt fooled by the move and just did get his cleats on the sack before Mincher applied the tag. Brunette, of course, with that excellent move. At the belt again. Checks Reichardt. And the pick. High with a fastball. McNerton, he had to jump out of his crotch to... Love that one over his head. One and one. Count. Joaz, two on deck. Angels with a one nothing lead. Two outs, bottom of the first inning. Outfield very deep and pulled toward left for Cowan. Brunette has his sign. At the belt, the 1-1 pitch. A curve pops up into shallow left field. Out goes Kennedy. In comes Walden. Kennedy has a play on it and makes the catch. Before the Angels in the first inning, they get a run on Fregosi's 12th home run of the year. No errors, and leave one. And after one, the Angels won Seattle nothing. Friends, picture this scene, if you will. Now, you've been on the road for hours. The kids in the backseat are getting noisy and restless. Your wife needs to freshen her face. And, well, you can stand to breathe yourself. Well, at this point, the most refreshing place to stop is at a standard station or Chevrolet. Because you can always count on smiling, helpful attendants clean restrooms with gleaming mirrors and plenty of fresh paper towels. It's guaranteed to put you back on the road fresh and ready for the miles yet to come. So when you're traveling, there's always something nice to look forward to at Chevron Dealers Standard Station. There are more Chevron Dealers Standard Stations in the West than any other brand. And more experienced men on hand to serve you. More men. More stations. Open more hours of the day. That's the secret of Chevron Standard Service. One-nothing Angels find Andy Messersmith, who will face Steve Hoveley, Don Mincher, and Jerry McNurtney here on the Seattle second inning. Two strikes to Holdley. 
Squared away stands. Stands a good distance away from the plate. The pitch curves swung on it. This strike three. Mr. Smith has his second strike out of the night. One away in the second. Here's first baseman Don Mincher. First baseman Don Mincher. What was the old thing in, in uh, when you took typing lessons you, in order to use all the keys, a lazy brown dog jumped over the little red box or something like that? What was it? It wasn't the back. The quick, uh, quick brown box jumped over the lazy dog's back. And that uses all of them. Yeah. That's, well, maybe not all of them. But. <laughs> James is outside. Well, I see where Western Union is breaking away from the tradition. The pitch to measure is a fastball outside 2-0. and In checking... A typing service that sends us the scores from around the country. They're using Western Union Picture Service, Excel's quiz manager for details, reject old and apply best methods. I think I like the other better, the old one better. And then immediately tested the consecutive numbering system and made about three errors. There's another expression uh, that they use too on the keyboard. Every good dog deserves his day. 2-0 pitcher swung on and popped high into shallow center. Johnstone coming in, staring up into the hazy night and makes the catch. Two away. Very high fly ball off the bat of Minter. Uh, a final from Houston, Atlanta, staying in the thick of that National League Western Division fight. The Braves beat the Astros 5-3. Bill Necro, the knuckleballer, won his 21st against 13 losses. Larry Gurker. The loser, he's 20 and 11. They had 9,800 in Houston. 5-3, Atlanta, the winner. Here's Jerry McCurtney, batting 248. Catcher, right-handed hitter, looks at the fastball low. McCurtney has been a solid performer all year for the Pilots. He has eight home runs and 53 runs batted in. Don Minter, batting 237, is the club leader in home runs and RBIs, 23 and 73. One ball pitch, curve low.
second inning. 1-0 Angels. And let's get a George Burnett to face Joe Askew, Jim Spencer, and Aurelio Rodriguez. Askew hitting 224. Close stance. Joe's batting practice was getting one line drive after another. Even he was surprised himself. He said the best he's hit the ball all year as an Angel. The pitch by Brunette. Inside. Oh, he's got some real fans out in the general admission section up in the upper deck in left field. Uh, I'd say maybe 50. Those are the real fans. They're all by themselves. Check swing. It's low. Two and all. I think, I think that those folks ought to be invited to come in and sit closer. All those seats between where they are and behind home plate. I think that'd be a great gesture if we went down there and said, come on, fans, come on down and join the restaurant. I think that'd be a great idea. I wonder if there are any fans out there listening on the radio that and we can get something going out there with them. The pitch. High. 3-0. and wonder if we couldn't do that. They just, uh, they're all by themselves out there. And those are the best fans in the world. All right. 3-0 and to ask you. Bottom of the second inning. The wind. The pitch by Brunette. High. And ask you. Leads off with a walk. Second given up by Brunette. And we'd like to remind you there are more Chevron dealers standard stations open more hours of the day than any other brand in the West. There are also more men on hand to serve you. And that's the secret of Chevron standard service. Jim Spencer, the hitter for the Angels, batting 245 with eight home runs. Terry Halo at work. That's going to be your guest tomorrow night on the pregame show. All right. Day is going day free. Let's talk things over tomorrow night, Dick. Brunette at the belt. Check center. Here's the pitch. High fly ball. Foul. Back into the mezzanine level. Skips out and down into the lower deck. I tell you what, I'd, I'd make sure I had rubber-soled shoes on before I took hands with him. Oh, well, I did that. <laughs> I got a jolt yesterday, I... Power was a little weak, though. It's a little low. Is he AC or DC? Do you know? <laughs> Burnett with one strike on center. No one out. Ask you at first. And here's the left-handed pitch. Line drive, right field, base hit. Ask you lumbers around second. He's on his way to third. The throw from right field. Ask you slides. He's out. On a strong throw by Steve Whitaker. Does not have great speed and is favoring a sore ankle. Took a big turn around second. He did not take the shortest distance. And as he made a looping swing from second to third, he was just a little short on his slide. A very close play at third as Whitaker shot a one hopper into the third baseman, Tommy Hopper. So as you out of third, nine five, center with a second angel hit at the first base. One out, and here's Aurelio. Rodriguez hitting 234. Right 
strength, Aurelio, who has raised his RBI count up to 49. He has seven home runs. Angels lead on Jim Fregosi's 12th homer of the year, bottom of the first inning. Cleveland involved in a 154-game schedule. 
1954 to finish 58 games over that 500 mark. But the Orioles right now, 59 games over that figure. Tremendous record. Two under the base. Fastball put foul back on the screen of the count of two and two. Hey, uh, Dick, we received a late weather report from Kansas City. It's raining heavily in Kansas City. No, it's raining indoors in Kansas City. It's raining indoors in the Minnesota clubhouse in Kansas City. 2 delivery coming up. And the man works it. Smash foul down the first base side. Ripped. Oh, you ought to get find all the bill for that. Get the target there. Hit the bullseye. Went right in the rolled up tarp. And the ball boy now retreats it. Ball two and strike two. Left-handed batter, C. Whitaker. Rodriguez and Fergusi almost shoulder to shoulder. Left out of the infield. Change there. The change. The breaking ball swung out of this by Whitaker for strike three. So as you now have achieved the strikeout for inning. One down here starts up John Kennedy. John's average at 243. Four homers. And he's knocked in 13 runs. And they were down to the pitcher spot for the home run man up at Six Stadium in Seattle, George Brunette. Ball hit by Brew up in Seattle, too. Didn't take advantage of the cheap distances in that ballpark. Slider for a strike and a throw and one. So in the National League West, Dodgers now dropping their 71st game of the year. Cincinnati a winner, and Cincinnati has lost 70. Curve for a strike and a throw and two. Giants on top. Count of two strikes on Kennedy. One out, nobody on. Angels leaded. One nothing on Fregosi's homer and the pitch. Breaking ball there for a strike, and Kennedy took just a quick take at this, and then back of the plate umpire, he's a gunner. Take a moment right here and pause for station identification. Now that Andy has his fourth strikeout, this is the Angels baseball network. WZ and WZFM Mason, now 100,000 watts vertical plus 100,000 watts horizontal power in stereo. First delivery in for a strike to Brew and it's on one. So Cincinnati beating the Dodgers 2 to 1. There's some action here and the summit has been waved goodbye off the Seattle bet. At least that was the impression we received, though Joe Schultz doesn't come out. Maybe it's just a hand signal here to tone down the bench. A little extra conversation coming off the pilot's bench after Kennedy was out of there on strike, called out on strike to George Brunette. is just trying to, I think, stifle a laugh here. George wandered away from home plate, turned his back on home plate, walked up the third baseline, and kept his hand over his mouth. Apparently something is still being said down to the pilot's bench. The motion and the one strike hits down to Brew. Bounce foul along the third base side. Left just outside the line by Rodriguez. And it's a two-strike count. Fans thought the ball would roll fair, but it was outside the line by about a half a foot. With two down, nobody on, and the Angels leading one nothing. The game between the Giants and the Padres underway in the Giants and San Diego scoreless with San Diego batting in the last half of the second. That's Bryant against Corkin. The other games, the Mets... Down to St. Louis Cardinals 3-1. Tom Siebert with his 24th victory of the year. So the Mets now have reduced that magic number to four. Burnett bats right-handed and the pitch by Andy. Just missed the outside edge. The count is one and two. So he came that close to striking out the side and wrapping up the third inning. 
Drudge with his feet rather close together. Slightly close hand. Midway there in the batter's box. The pitcher right down. The shoot for strike three ball. And he strikes out the side. He has five for the night. So they're out of there in order again. And the score at the end of the first half of the third. The Angels won and the Pilots nothing. Here's a 2-0 delivery. Renesto's at high and inside ball three. 
judge said from our vantage point of least to be extremely quick when he worked against the Angels in our last road trip up there. And when he threw the complete game and threw the victory against the Angels. 3-0 delivery. Curveball here at 3-0, and he throws it for a strike 3-1. He does not appear, and of course we're rather well removed from home plate here at the Big A. He does not appear to be that fast tonight. 3-1 delivery. And he spends one through for a strike to make it three and two. And, of course, you have quite a substantial difference, too, in lighting plants. In the two ballparks, when you try to measure the swiftness of a pitcher on the mound. At Six Stadium, in contrast to Anaheim Stadium. The Boston Andre, three-two pitch. Swung on, top high of the air. Good guy back on the screen. McNerty comes back and watches it disappear on the netting, and the count says it's all three and strike two on Jay Johnson. Tomorrow night, the series with the second game will find Jim McLaughlin on the mound, and Jim will oppose Miguel Fuentes. Great two pitch by Burnett. Swung on, wrapped foul behind the plate. The count saves the three and two. And in that recent series, in our last road trip, we had a chance to see young Fuentes do the pitching for Seattle. Miguel, not as effective in his outing against the Angels, certainly, as he was in his first major league shot against the White Sox when he racked up a win. Great two delivery inside with a fastball ball four. Johnson on his run. Here's the home run man, Jim Fregosi. Burnett has walked his third man. Combined record for Burnett, both the Angels and Seattle. This is the 34th game in which he has worked. And his 27 starts, four complete games. Winning eight, losing 12. And in 152 innings, his earn run average, 4.47. Through with 90 strikeouts to his credit. Ready here is Dale Supergussi on the pitch. That ball was a bit high, ball one. Brunette's record with the Seattle Ball Club, and not taking into consideration the Angels' record, 11 game appearances, now nine starts, two complete games, winning two, losing five, and an earn run figure for the Seattle team of 5.71. Left handed with a 1 0 pitch to Fergusi, turns it over, threw it high, ball two, and it's 2 0. The runner at first base, one out. And the outfield pretty well spread out for Jim. Though Whitaker is a few steps more off the line and off the spread of a mark in right field. That center field, Steve Hopley. We're not concentrating two and on for Gussie. Here it comes. Jim takes it about the same spot, ball three, three and all. He's upstairs with three pitches here to the Angels shortstop. He made a Pergosi for the home run in the first inning was felt high. Played by Johnstone at first and the three nothing offering. And he throws a breaking ball three and all as he did with Johnstone. And this one curls through for a strike and it's three and one. Any baseball man you talk with will tell you that probably the greatest arm ever seen in all the years that George has been in the minor leagues and the major leagues possessed by Burnett. Fergusti rams a line drive foul into the lower deck down the left field side and the count is three and two. 
And I've yet to hear a baseball man say otherwise in regards to Burnett. That's a George who's never had any arm trouble. As we've mentioned a number of times on the air and going through the complete list of cities, ball clubs have brewed six for over the years. Sounds like the timetable for the Missouri Pacific. Or it reads like the timetable. John Stone's lead. Jay go. No, and now the throw to first to Mitchell. Now they got him in a rundown. Got him in a hot box. Throw to the second. Mitchell makes the tie going by as Donaldson returns the throw. So Mitchell to Donaldson and then back to Mitchell. And as Johnson tried to streak by the big first baseman, Mitch, like a revolving door, just spun around and made the tag on his back. So Johnson is a gunner and a good move by Brunette. George realizing three and two for Gussie at bats that the Jay would be leaning, and he certainly was. In fact, not only leaning, but he started his acceleration in Brunette then without any indication of going to the plate and not set to go to the plate with the toss to Mitchell in the easy rundown. So the Angels have two away. Angels have run into a couple of base running pictures here that have not been too bright early. Next delivery in for strike three called to Fregosi. As again, Brunette threw a breaking ball. And now Brunette and Fregosi in conversation as George walks down off the mound. So you may have nailed me in the first inning. But I got you looking for something that you didn't expect you were going to see here. So the net result, the Angels send up Alomar Johnson and Fregosi and that's it. And the score at the end of three, the Angels won and the Pilots nothing. Hey, Sam. It's no secret that there are more signs of the Chevron on land than any other brand in the West. But did you know that there are a great many of them on water, too? Yes, sir. There are Chevron marinas offering the best Chevron marine products for your boat and fast, friendly service, too. In fact, you'll find more Chevron marinas available than any other kind in the West. But the most important thing to remember is Chevron marinas are more than just a place to tie up your boat. You see, many of them are conveniently located near fine restaurants, dancing, picnicking, golf courses, hunting, and much, much more. But you can really do more by boat every time you take the family out for a weekend of fun on the water. And that's why we say that Chevron marinas are more than a place to tie up your boat. They're practically a whole new way of finding family fun on the waterways of the West. American League schedule for tonight, and we just recalled that the White Sox were played again Oakland at the Coliseum tonight. But that game was postponed because of football yesterday at the Oakland Coliseum, and in order to get the field back in shape for baseball, they had to wait an additional day, so they have a doubleheader coming up tomorrow. Tommy Harper leads off against Andy Messersmith, and the first delivery misses outside, ball one. Tommy applied to center field in the first inning. Andy Messerschmitt. So a line drive, extra base hit at the right center field. 
John Donaldson. Time run at that point with nobody out here. John Donaldson. John struck out of the first inning. Good job of hitting this young man this year with a 245 average. One of those who's done about his business now choking well up on the bat. And they pitch to him. And he throws it high. Change of speed at ball one. You know, Continental has the most non-stop from L.A. to Denver. You have a choice of seven golden fan jets to Denver every day. One-nothing pitch. Donaldson lost it high in the air, and this will carry off and out of play. Back on the screen, the count is ball one and strike one. Tommy Harper, the runner at second base. Tommy now with 120 hits for the year. He has walked 92 times. To afford him quite a few opportunities for stolen bases. The next delivery thrown outside. The count is two and one. So if Tommy, the next year, can start to move that batting average up, start to improve on that figure, trying to find himself in a spot where he can steal a bundle of bases. Foul off the handle. This one works up off the facing of the effort here, and then back down to the screen and skids down toward home plate. Ball two and strike two on Donaldson. Danny Walton will be next. RBIs to his credit. 2-2 delivery now, and he went after the straight change and managed to get a piece of it, fouled it off, and the count stays at 2-2. Two two. The game at San Diego involving the Giants and the Padres, no score at the end of two. Here the Angels lead Seattle 1-0, and we're in the top half of the fourth. And the 2-2 pitch. Cut on, but a half swing here. High pop-up, third base way. Rodriguez just across the line by a step. At about 25 feet down the line, he makes the catch. So Donaldson fouls out to Aurelio, and here comes left fielder Danny Walton. Danny has been up 59 times, has 18 hits. In the first inning, he has tapped back to Andy. So the Orioles and the Twins will get together in the championship series to determine the American League winner. Mets trying to wrap up things in the National League East. Mets to Walton checks up on a curve low on outside ball one. And it may be a few more days before anyone will know what will ultimately happen in the National League West. one nothing pitch. And throws a strike here to the outer edge to make it one and one. with a look and the next delivery is fouled back but our level and then rebounding back on the street and it's one and two let's see Harmon Killebrew with his 47th home run tonight that would give Killebrew at least 137 RBIs for the year we don't know what else Killebrew did during the course of the game in Kansas City but at least 137 runs driven in change pop high of the air Shoots this one extremely high and back on the screen, and the count will stay. It's ball one and strike two. So Killebrew moves ahead of Reggie Jackson and Frank Howard of the Senators with 47 home runs. In fact, the overall leadership in the Major League. 
And well out in front in RBIs, not only in the American League, but also in the Major League. There's a substantial lead over Boog Powell of Baltimore. Andy ready in the 1-2 pitch. Curve, pop high in the air. Left side of home plate. Coming back is Askew, and Joe will not have a play. About four rows deep, bouncing around. And that bounces up on the screen. Forget about it. For everyone getting set to see where this one would finally land after a couple of bounces in the lower deck and a one quick rebound, it landed on the netting behind the plate and then rolls down to the ball boy. Got ball one and strike two. Nine runs, Tommy Harper at second, one up, and the one-two pitch. Low and away. And the count is two and two. Dick Nelson indicates that's all Harmon managed in the ball game in Kansas City, the one RBI on his 47th home run. Luke Powell with 119 runs driven into the second on the list. And as we get to this point of the year, too, now's the time to think in terms of the championship hitters, both the American and the National League. Swung on a deep drive, left field, this ball may go, and you can kiss it goodbye. Danny Walton is homered. And the pilots move out to a 2-1 to lead over the Angels. So Danny taking his time, moving around second base to third now, past the coach, Frankie Crosetti, down the line, and Danny with his third home run, and his sixth and seventh RBI. with a little change to speed a change on this delivery too often and he got it inside to him and at a good spot for pulling power and Walton took care of it so Danny with a two run homer driving Harper across the plate the batter Hobley in the first pitch in for a strike to make it 0-1 Hobley struck out when he let off the second inning Andy into the motion and a one-strike pitch. And Hobley trying to punt. Almost had this pitch bore right through him. And Hobley managing to, as he ran up in the batter's box, and the pitch ran right at him and just stayed with him. The more he moved, the more it traveled with him. And finally, it glanced off the bat handle and went foul to the left of the plate for strike two. Left-hander, young man from Stanford, Steve Hobley. In a good year, 285 average. Look out, he almost got nailed with the pitch. Count one and two. Look over the home run list. That is the 16th homer given up by Andy this year. The 117th homer Angel Pitching has given up. And a curve here, waved out of miss by Hobley. Went after it one-handed for strike three. First and a two-down, and Hobley... Cut down on strikes for the second time, and that is the sixth to be recorded by Messerschmitt. The batter is first baseman Don Mitchell. So that gives him 197 for the year. Pilots lead 2-1. We're in the top half of the fourth inning. Mitchell waiting on the 1-0 delivery, and he throws this one between the waist and the letters for strike, and it's 1-1. One Works again, and Mitch takes it low. Ball two, two and one. See what the Seattle ball club has been able to do at home and on the road. They are 
30 and 44 at home. They've won 29, locked 49 on the road. Venture hammers it foul into the booth by the Seattle broadcasters. The count is one and two up by Bill Shanley. And one of my favorites. Down one and two, the fifth. Good change for strike three call. Change curveball to get Don Metcher, second strikeout of the inning, and the seventh tonight for Andy Metcherson. The pilots pick up two runs, two hits. There were no errors, none left. And the score at the end of the first half of the fourth, Seattle two and the Angels one. We're computerized, transistorized. Everything is synthesized. But Bush, that Bush, it does its own thing. You can substitute, reconstitute, or be a student, recompute. But Bush, yeah, Bush, it does its own thing. You can carbonate, aerate, agitate, or sit and wait like Bush. That Bush, it does its own thing. In this hurry-up world, most brewers pump carbonation into their beer. Now, Bush makes its own bubbles, does its own thing. Of all the popular-priced beers, only Bush has in-brewed carbonation. Bush, the best popular-priced beer in America. Bush is best, out-brewed the rest. Come on, put us to the test, called Bush. That Bush, it does its own thing. And we can prove it. Batter for the Angels as we start out the last of the fourth inning will be left fielder Rick Reichardt. Rick had walked in the first inning. So the Pilots and the Angels exchanging home runs. Seattle leads 2-1. George Burnett on top again. He'll face Reichardt, Billy Cowan, and Joe Askew. The line by the left-hander and his first pitch. That ball inside, ball one. Again by Brunette in the 1 0 delivery, and he threw this one all out screwball, changed to it, and the pitch was cut out of miss by Reichardt to make it 1 and 1. Well, they have something up on the reader board as White Sox game schedule at Oakland tonight was postponed because of a football game played on Saturday night. Miami and the Raiders left too many cleat marks, but as we pointed out, that wasn't the case at all, and Charlie Finley had given in to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, request because it takes so many hours for the conversion of the field from the baseball capabilities around to the football setup. The next pitch swung on a smash backhanded by Harper third. Throws to first and gets Reichardt. Tommy Harper's some play. Don't think Tommy really realized that he had it. Not in the web of the glove, but a great backhand stab with a hot shot off the bat of Reichardt and with that fine defensive work. The Angels have one away. Here's right fielder Billy Collins. So Burnett has the one down here in the last half of the fourth, and the pitch by Brew, the change, and he fouls it up on the stream for strike one. Billy, as a member of the Angels, the batting average of 333 has popped out to John Kennedy of Seattle shortstop of the first inning. Then John was 
tossed out of the game at the plate umpire Bob Stewart. So Stanley is now at short. That ball swung on, fly ball deep down the left field line. There's the pole, and this ball is going to catch. It is a fair ball. So it's a home run for Collins, just inside the pole. Boy, that was close. Billy Cowan has his fourth home run as a member of the Angels. Ten RBIs. And this one just inside the yellow foul pole down the left field line. So it's a home run evening. Game even up at two and two. Bases empty homers by Fregosi and Cowan. The batter, Joe Askew. And the delivery by Brunette. Curve cut on foul tip for strike one. And the doggy to George down at the batting cage before the game and are watching... Various Seattle hitters in the cage, hammering around to different points of this ballpark. He said, well, looks like the ball isn't carrying very well tonight. And it's one of those foggy evenings along the coast. George has seen two fly out of here. For Gusty, his first inning homer that came with two away. And the homer by Cowan here with one down in the fourth. As he walked to lead off the second, and the count is one strike on it. Motion by Brunette and assist. Askew with a line drive, base hit, left center field. Askew at first base and one down, and Jim Spencer coming up. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. Keith Jackson's Forks can be heard daily at 5.20 p.m. on KBUZ and KBUZ FM Mesa with Phoenix offices and studios in Thomas Mall. Jim Spencer stepping in. Jim had singled in the second, but with his base hit with the same picture we have here, Joe Askew trying to work from first around a third and challenging Steve Whitaker's arm in right field, and Whitaker gunned him down at third base by a pretty good margin. Askew off to his lead, and the delivery on the way to Spencer is a curve low and outside for ball one. The Giants lead San Diego 2-0 at the end of two and a half. Now have four hits. The next next pitch. Swung on, lifted high in the air, and out of play on the first base side. You know, in one of the recent issues of the sporting news, they had a note about Marvin Milch, who is the general manager of the Seattle Ball Club, who on occasion has traveled with the Seattle Pilots on the road. Marvin did not make this trip, I understand, down to Anaheim for this final series. But Marvin takes a stern position on curfew violations, and as a result, uh, stations himself in the hotel lobby to check the troops in personally whenever he travels with a Seattle team. And Marvin was in, in fact, uh, one of the members of the pilots said that Marvin was in the lobby more than the bell captain. Here's a 1-1 delivery now. Swung on, line drive out of the right center field, cutting over for it. Steve Homley puts it away. Back to first base goes Joe Askew, and the Angels now have two away. So what the pilots did, the players took up a collection, and they sent it Taylor. To Marvin Milk's hotel room to measure him for a new suit. And Marvin was delighted. He thought that was a great idea. Now, two days later, the suit was delivered, and the ensemble was the latest in bellhop fashion. The jacket had 30 brass buttons, and it wore the monogram Bell Captain. Old Lottie Sitters. We have known. 
Let's go Radio Rodriguez, and it's the high one for a strike at a throw one. Dilly Womack is throwing in the Seattle bullpen. So the Angels and Andy Messersmith, thanks to the home run by Billy Cowan, jump right back in. A 2-2 game, last half of the fourth. And it's still rolling here with Joe at first base and two away. Rodriguez has popped out to Donaldson. His first trip. Next pitch cut on fly ball. Foul out of play down the left field line. High throwing foul. Askew back to first base. Two out, two strikes on Rodriguez. Harry Halo is a tireless worker tonight. Here's a two-strike pitch. And Aurelio stays away from the pitch law to wait. Count is one and two. You wear yourself out, Harry. Now, remember, you're going to be my guest on the freaking show tomorrow night. I don't... One-two delivery by Brunette. And Aurelio, hit of the fist by a curve, shoves it high and fouled and out of play. End of the pitch along the third base side. For the count is ball one and strike two. Both Stanley and Harper starting over to see if the ball might be playable. Now going back to their position. Stanley is short, Harper is third. Butler Harper made a fine play on Reichardt to start off the inning. Otherwise, in reference to that defensive play, the Angels would have something big going here. They want two pitch. And change curve, cut out, missed by Aurelio for strike three. The second strikeout for Brunette, and the Angels pick up one run, and the home run by Billy Cowan, two hits. It's also the single by Askew, no errors, one left, they stranded three of the score. At the end of four, the Angels two, and the Pilots two. Well, we all know how a sacrifice fly can be every bit as good as a base hit. It can win a ball game just as well as a home run. But in air travel, of course, the sacrifice fly is necessary, and Continental Airlines have certainly seen to that. Coach and economy passengers don't have to sacrifice comfort for safety. On all Continental Boeing fan jets, coach and economy seats are just as wide as first class. Now, Continental uses just five big seats to a row, rather than the six small seats most other airlines use. So there's no need to sacrifice fly in small seats. But Continental's big seating is always a hit. In Chicago, Kansas City, Denver, and other cities served by Continental's Boeing fan jets, you can always enjoy extra room and extra comfort. The airline is better because it wants to be. That's the difference pride makes. Continental Airlines. Tom Bird with the golden tail. John Wells with Dick Enberg, Dick Nelson from Anaheim Stadium. Nice to have you with us in our listening audience tonight with the Angels two runs, four hits, no errors. And Seattle two runs, two hits, and no errors. Second game of the series tomorrow night. Game time will be at 8 p.m. Jim McLaughlin will go against Miguel Fuentes. And the final game of the series and the final game of the season here at the Big A then on Wednesday night before the Angels travel up for a Thursday night activity with the Oakland A's at the Coliseum in the East Bay. So we move to the fifth inning of play with it all even up at two and two. And once again, here's Dick. All right, Don. Messer Smith looking for his 17th win sends a curve up to McNurtney. It misses ball one. McNurtney bounced back to the mound his first time up. And he has struck out seven men through the first four innings. 
to raise his season's total to 198, third best in the American League. He winds, kicks, and delivers. Fastball high, 2-0. Catcher is Askew, Rodriguez for Gossi, Alomar and Spencer on the infield, Reichardt, Johnstone, and the home run man, Cowan, in right field. For Gossi with the other angel home run. 2-0 pitch. McCurtney takes it outside, 3-0. A two-run home run by Danny Walton in the top of the fourth inning, accounting for the Seattle scoring a 2-2 tie. The line, the three-ball pitch. Right down the middle, three and one. McCurtney steps out to check with his third base coach, Frank Crescetti. Hit or take. Steve Whitaker on deck. And then Fred Stanley here on the top of the fifth. The pitch, curve high. And leadoff walk goes to Jerry McCurtney. The first base on balls from Andy Messersmith. Here's Steve Whitaker. Left-handed hitting right fielder struck out swinging in the third inning. Right fielder. Steve Whitaker. Whitaker, former Yankee property. He came to the pilot in his trade with Kansas City just before the start of the year. He takes the change low, ball one. That was the deal that uh, brought... Lou Pinella to the Royals. Of course, Pinella has been their perhaps top player. One ball pitch. Swung on line, drive center field, base hit. Johnstone charges, holding at second is McCurtney. The pilots have runners at second and first with no one out here in the fifth inning. That's the third hit off Messersmith and brings to the plate Fred Stanley for the first time. Stanley replacing John Kennedy, who's back in the pilot clubhouse. After being tossed out of the ball game by plate umpire Bob Stewart, Kennedy objecting to the call third strike judgment of Stewart back in the third inning. And before departing, uh, threw a couple of bats and a helmet out onto the warning track in front of the Seattle dugout as a parting volley for the plate umpire Stewart. Angels looking for the sacrifice. McNurtney and Whitaker lead away. Swing around is Stanley. A good bot. Messersmith up with a juggle. Throws just in time. Messersmith hustling off the mound, but the ball was not as hard enough that Rodriguez also came in for the play. That left the sacrifice perfect. McNurtney able to move over. Then Messersmith, running at full speed, juggled the ball, but was able to control it, brace himself, and throw out Stanley by a step. Sacrifice good. Play goes 1-4. And moving to third, McCurtney. And at second base, Whitaker. George Brunette's a scheduled hitter, but we'll have a pinch hitter for Brunette, and that won't uh, please George too much. It'll be Wayne Comer. Wayne Comer. Rams head coach George Allen's favorite player, Wayne Comer, with the Detroit Tigers last year. With the pilots this season, Comer hitting 245, has 14 home runs and 50 runs batted in. And a chance here to add to that total with two men in scoring position, a 2-2 tie, one out, top of the fifth. Comer has not played the last seven, eight days. He has a very bad left knee. The pitch by Messersmith ripped off the glove of Messersmith. He picks it up. Throws the first. Wild. It goes by Spencer. The run. 
scores, and here comes another one. Back to back, McCurtney and Whitaker score into second base. Homer is four to two. Messersmith making a great play to knock down the line drive back to the box. It rolled towards second base. He picked it up quickly. He had two men at third base as Whitaker had ran, had raced over to third. McNerney had held up, so both pilots were at third. But Messersmith, making the quick judgment, did not make a play at third. He threw to first base and threw wild to the home plate side of first and away from the diving try of Spencer. And two-run score on the air by Messersmith. Homer is replaced with a pinch runner. Marty Patton, the former Angel pitcher, is the pinch runner for Wayne Comer. Still only one out. Patton at second base, 4-2. The score, Seattle leads. As Messersmith, throwing air, chases home a pair of Seattle runners. And here's Tommy Harper. He has a double and a fly ball to center, one for two. Patton leads away the pitch by Messersmith. Swung on and missed. A good curveball. So the great play by Messersmith had forced the pilots into a situation where it appeared that they could not come out without maybe a double play. Ripped on the ground to the left of Rigosian by him into center field. Patton around third. Johnstone up for the ball. His throw is cut off by Spencer. The throw to second. Not in time. Harper's in. And it's 5-2 to two, Seattle. An RBI for Harper. And Spencer, as he made the cutoff, juggled the ball. And then by the time he threw on to Fregosi, Harper had made his slide safely into second. And here comes Lefty Phillips out of the Angel dugout. So the big play of the air. And as so often happens, the defensive player, in this case Messersmith, making the great play to knock down the ball. And then off balance and hurried, he forced the throw wild that scored two runs, put another runner in scoring position, and Harper has singled him home. It's 5-2 to two Seattle, still only one out. And on the single and the throw to the plate, Harper's at second base. And John Donaldson, the second baseman, is the hitter. Messersmith will stay. Vern Geisert, who saved the 16th win of the Barons in his last outing in Minnesota, is warming up in the Angel bullpen. Pilots, one out in the fifth. The pitch, fastball high. 
And Harper, if nothing else, has certainly offered a distraction for the Angel pitcher. And after three pickoff tries, unsuccessful, his first fastball is up around the bill of the cap of the left-handed hitting Donaldson. Messerschmitt sticking away at the rubber with a heel of his left shoe, trying to free some of that red clay from the shoe. The pitch by Andy. Check swing roller to the right side. Alomar charges the ball. His sidearm flip in time. Harper goes to third. There are two outs. Pilots here in the fifth. A leadoff walk to McNurtney. A single to center by Whitaker. Sacrificed by Stanley. Then Wayne Comer, pinch hitting, lines one back to the box. Messersmith knocks it down but throws it away. A two-base error and a two-run error. And then Harper immediately chases home the third run with a line single to center field. With two outs, here's Danny Walton who stroked a two-run home run his last time up. He swings and misses at a fastball inside. Might have fouled tip that one in. Took a bite out of Joe Askew, who stumbled backwards. Walton with an excellent swing. Good, compact swing. And he hit one of the longest home runs of the year to left field. But way back in the box seat, right near the bullpen fence. Lower deck and left. Almost back to the aisle. The one-strike pitch. Curve. Bunted up the third baseline. Foul. So Walton was the element of surprise trying to score Harper with a bunt up the third baseline. Instead, it's foul, and 0-2 the count. Angel took the lead in the first off George Brunette with Jim Fergusi's home run. Danny Walton's two-run homer in the fourth inning after Harper's double made it 2-1 Seattle. Billy Cowan tied it with his fourth home run of the year in the bottom of the fourth, but the Pilots have chalked up three in the top of the fifth to lead 5-2. And a chance to score the sixth with Harper a third. Two outs and two strikes to count to Walton. The line, the pitch by Messersmith. Curve misses low. Andy with that hard overhand curveball. He jumped in front of Walton the last time up. Was ahead on the count. And then Walton hit a one-two pitch into the seat. Here's the one-two delivery. High with a fastball, two and two. Giants field to score top of the fourth at San Diego. It remains 2-1. Giants over the Padres. Walton not that tall, about six feet, but broad-shouldered and strong. 2-2 pitch. Curve, strike, three call. It caught the outside edge. Messersmith has struck out his eighth man. The Pilots, however, score three runs. Two of them earned on two hits. One critical error by Messerschmitt, and one man left on base. And at the halfway mark, four and a half innings, Seattle five, the Angels two. It's not too early to think about Christmas shopping, and here's an ideal gift suggestion for the sports fan in the group for year-long enjoyment. Angel tickets, gift certificates for Christmas, or for other occasions, are available by mail. Simply write to Angel Tickets, Anaheim Stadium, Anaheim, California and ask for gift certificate information or stop at Anaheim Stadium in person. The convenient one-stop shopping center for the baseball fans on your Christmas list. Well, our friends out there in the upper deck in left field, all by themselves, a group, a hearty group of about 50, 
If there's someone out there that has a transistor radio, if there is someone out there that might be listening right now, maybe you could stand up and wave, and we could uh, communicate from long distance. Would you invite? Would you invite that usher in the aisle over? Invite the usher down to you. to come over. We, we would like to invite you in to sit in here with the rest of us just for tonight. This is just, yes, you're listening now. We've just chatted with General Manager Dick Walsh, and he said it's all right if we invite those fine fans out there to come in here behind us, up above the press box, and enjoy the game from a little closer range. So why don't we invite them in as guests of the Angels tonight? This is just a one-time only situation. If not, charge it to my bill. It's the usher there. You can charge it to my bill, uh, whoever you are out there. I don't think he believes me. Andy Messersmith leads off in the bottom of the fifth inning. He's seen your bill. That's what he's seen. home run in it. The new Seattle pitcher replacing George Brunette. Messer Smith, who lined out to Danny Walton, who made a great catch on the warning track in left field. Takes a strike. He's batting for Henry Maynard of South Menlo Avenue in Los Angeles, California. Now let's say E.C. Moy of 7th Street. He grounds to third. Harper up with it. Straightens. He lobs his throw to Mincher in time by a step. One away. Messerson's batting for E.C. Moy of 7th Street and Riverside. That brings up Sandy Alomar. He'll hit for Chuck Price of Ingraham Street, Los Angeles, California. Our jackpot worth $1,300. Ah, here come our fans. Good. Welcome, welcome aboard. This is late in the season. No reason why we can't have them come on in and root for the Angels from closer range. I've often thought it'd be fun to go out and do a broadcast from the general admission section and just chat with the, with the fans out there. Very curious. I heard you're in St. Louis that one time in the league. I sounded a lot more accurate than from out the waiting section in St. Louis. Andy Alomar is over two. He fouled out twice. Once to the first baseman, Mincher, and once to the left fielder, Danny Walton. The wind by Dooley Womack, the pitch. is a fastball outside. Harper playing way in on the grass to third. He's only about 70 feet away from Alomar. Mincher, a step behind the bag at first. Infield drawing up a step. And the outfield playing Alomar hitting left-handed toward left. Fastball is inside. 2-0. Womack working on Sandy Alomar. The Pilots lead at 5-2 at Anaheim Stadium. One and one with the pilots. He delivers a strike at the knees. Two and one. His ERA 2.25. He's pitched in only eight in the third inning. Six games. Womack was always very effective against the Angels. Went in a Yankee uniform. Two and one. Womack winds, kicks, and delivers. Low three and one. Hits Alomar is a high strike right across the letters on the outside edge. Three and two. Jay Johnstone on deck. 
Jay with a last home run payoff, $7,200 on Friday night. It's $1,300 this evening. Kent Newport and Cruz, game that puts the Angels at bat for you. Womack rushes off a couple of signs. 3-2 delivery, grounded to the right side. Charged by Donaldson. He has it and throws out Alomar by a step. Two away in the bottom of the fifth. And Jay Johnstone, who is 0 for 1, he mounts back to the mound and walks against Brunette. He's hitting for Mrs. Mildred Steiner of Terrace Way in Bakersfield, California. We have three home runs already in the book tonight. Two-run home run by Walton and solos by Fregosi and Billy Callen. The Pilots lead at 5-2. The pitch to Johnstone is a high curve, ball one. Both teams with four hits. One error. Charge to Messersmith set up a three-run fifth inning for the Pilots. Fastball in for a strike, one and one. Outfield and infield very deep for Johnstone with one exception, Harper. His toes near the infield grass at third. 1-1 pitch. Curve. Strike two call. Tantalizing slow curve right around the hands of Johnstone. Into the wind-up Womack. 1-2 pitch. Curve grounded toward Rocky Bridges. One big top and Rocky one-handed. And throws on to Womack.
Vivian Daniels won $1,500. Paul Brierley won $3,000. And Don Du Bois won $25,000. And Kent Newport and Cruz home run for the money. And there's still plenty of chances left to win big money. The last entry date for the final week's game is passed, but the last game is yet to be played. So there's still thousands of dollars ready and waiting. Since the game began, over $14,000 has been given away. And the makers of Kent Newport and Cruz Cigarettes want to thank the fans who participated. And they hope that home run for the money has made listening to Angel Games even more exciting than ever before. Top of the sixth inning, Andy Messersmith, trailing 5-2, works to Hobley, who takes a curve inside. Messersmith, trailing by three runs, but has now struck out eight pilots in the first five innings to run his season's total to 199, so the next strikeout will be number 200. Fastball inside, 2-0. He has allowed just four hits. But the pilots have taken full advantage of all their hits. The Angels have run themselves out of a couple of innings. 2-0 delivery. Hopefully takes the high strike across the letters on the inside corner. The Angels in the second inning got a leadoff walk from Askew and a single to right field by Spencer, but Askew was thrown out trying to go from first to third on the hit. 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. 2-2. Hopefully has struck out both times against the Barons. In that second inning, after Askew thrown out, then Messersmith lined a deep left field in the corner, and Walton made a leaping one-handed catch to end the inning. 2-2 pitch. Change. Strike. Three call. And Messersmith has struck out his 200th man. Nine tonight. The leader in the American League, McDowell, with 269. Lolich has 248. Messersmith leads all right-handed pitchers now with 200. Here's Don Mincher. He flied to center, shallow center, and struck out. The pitch inside at the knees. Laser in pitching position. Winds, kicks, and delivers. Foul back to the screen on the ground. One and one. Jerry McNurtney on deck. The Angels had another chance. In the third inning with one out, Johnstone walked but was picked off by Brunette. 1-1 pitch. Curve for a strike. And Mincher, unhappy with himself, fooled with that slow curveball. Mincher, the last time when he was called out on strikes, threw his bat high in the air, then took his helmet off and lofted it in the air, but the umpires all turned their backs collectively and did not see. One to the count, and the pitch by the laser. Long drive foul down the right field line, and hooking back into the seats about seven rows. 2-1, San Francisco leads San Diego now in the fifth inning. The last entry date has passed in the Camp True and Newport home run for the money game, but not before lots of money was given away this year, over $21,000. One-two pitch, high. Fastball. And we hope to give away some more before the year is gone. We'd like to thank all of you for participating and making home runs for the money such a success. $21,000 given away. 2-2 pitch. Low with a change. Three and two to Mincher. One out, no one on. The Pilots lead 5-2. The wind by the bear on the pitch. Popped up. First baseman Jim Spencer drifting out on the outfield grass. He's under it now. And about 10 feet on the grass makes the catch. 
never happy that our friends from the general admission section, most of them are now located right above our heads in the third deck behind home plate. We have a few diehards that stayed out deep down the left field line, and that's where they want to enjoy the game. We're happy that that's where you are, some of the, the romantics. Here's McNerdney with two outs. Jerry is 0 for 1. Takes a curve outside. He bounced back to the mound, walked and scored as he led off in the fifth inning. The pilot scoring with three runs on two singles and an error by Messersmith. 1-0 pitch. Curve for a strike. 1-1. One one. Tomorrow night, it'll be Jim McLaughlin, 8-15 for the Angels, against the young Seattle pitcher Miguel Fuentes, who is 1-1. One by the laser. Curve, strike two call. One and two to McCurtney. Steve Whitaker on deck. Mr. Smith, both feet on the rubber. Getting the sign from Askew. Now it's okay. Wind, kicks, and here it comes. Fouled at the plate. have drawn another step closer to clinching the National League East title. The Twins did just that tonight. They're sampling the effervescence at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City after beating the Royals. Harmon Killebrew took the Major League lead in home runs with his 47th. He leads in RBIs. 1-2 pitch. Curve. Fly ball to center. Johnstone back a couple of states. Stepped and now back in a couple and makes the catch. So Messerschmitt settling down in the sixth inning retires the pilots in order. And after five and a half, it's Seattle five, the Angels two. The secret of Chevron Island's extra service is hands. More hands. More hands to serve Because Chevron Island has more men on hand than any of the others. Chevron Island, you'll find more hands to greet you. More hands to care for your car. More hands to get you in and out quickly. More hands to make your travel bright. Island has more hands than any of the others. So come to Chevron Island as a standard now. Last half of the sixth inning at Anaheim Stadium. Jim Fergosi leads off for the Angels. They're an eighth and run. They trail 5-2. Fergosi homeward over the left field wall in the first. Struck out in the third against Brunette. Walmack, the pitcher now, delivers a fastball low. Walmack with a very hurried motion and throws right over the top. Very quick delivery. And Harry Halo. And the fans down below behind the Seattle dugout with the Redmakes applause trying to get the Angels started. This one is in for a strike, a fastball, one and one. For 
Delphi has hit his 12th home run of the year. Cowan is fourth. Curve, rolled foul between the bag and Mike Rourke. Backhanded in foul territory by Tommy Harper. One and two to Jim. Danny Walton has hit his third home run for the Pilots. With a man on. And we've got a bugler with us as well. A young man in a green jacket. One and two the counter for Gelsey. Womack into the windup and here's the pitch. Low with a fastball. So Harry Halo has um, accompaniment tonight. 2-2 pitch. Strike three call. Fastball across the letters and Fregosi spins out of the batter's box and trots toward the angel dugout. First strikeout for Womack. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. The highest power the government will license, 100,000 watts of stereo on KBUZ-FM Mesa and KBUZ Mesa, Phoenix Studios' Thomas Mall. Rick Reichardt has walked and was robbed of a base hit, backed away from a curveball inside. Rick walked in the first and sent a hard one hopper down the third baseline. His last time up, there was backhanded by Harper. Brilliant defensive play, and Harper threw him out. The 1 0 pitch, grounded foul. Outside Mike Rourke and down the left field line. Billy Cowan on deck. Seattle with a right-hander starting to loosen up. It looks like Diego Segui. 1-1. A mild shift on for Reichardt. Curve almost hit him inside 2-1. Second baseman John Donaldson playing almost behind second base. He's only about 10 feet on the first base side of the bag and on the outfield grass. Way into the hole is the shortstop Fred Stanley. The left fielder Walton deep in the corner. And way into left center is Steve Hoagley. Right center field is Steve Whitaker. A big hole down the right field line. Reichardt could hit it the opposite way. He'd run all day. Two on pitch. Line drive into right field. Charging is Whitaker, and he makes the catch on the run. Ball held up for Whitaker, who charged in playing perfectly for Reichardt. Two away, and Dooley Womack has retired five straight angels. Here's Billy Cowan, who popped it short. And Homer just inside the foul pole at plenty of distance. But a question as to whether or not it would stay there. It did by just a few feet. Tie the game back on the fourth. He swings and misses at a curveball. It is Degee throwing in the Seattle bullpen. He has been the ace for Joe Schultz in the relief department. One strike hit. Curve misses low, one and one. He, in fact, is second only to starter Gene Brabender in most wins. He has 11, Brabender 13. 1-1 pitch. Swung out and missed. A good fastball on the hands of Cowan. It's still 2-1. San Francisco leading San Diego now in the bottom of the fifth inning. Down south. 1-2 pitch to Cowan. A curve. Swung out and missed. Strike three. So... Womack breezes through the sixth inning. He's retired six straight angels, striking out two in the sixth. And after six innings of play, it's the Pilots five, 
the Angels too. Giants and the Padres. Now at the end of five, San Francisco two and San Diego one. Womack 
took a good lusty swing on this and charges it foul up on the same for strike one. And from the wit from the wigwam down below, George Goodale reports the paid attendance figure. Good curve thrown here to Womack for strike two. Five thousand one hundred and fifty-eight, the paid count. The outfield with the pitcher up opens up a good gap in right center. They play Colin very close to the line again to Jay Johnson in left center field. And Womack with a wave on a change up here for strike three. That is the tenth strikeout for Andy. Last time out against his club, he recorded E-11. And the pilots go one, two, three. So the score at the end of the first half of the seventh. Unchanged, Seattle five, and the Angels two. You know, anyone who's been around a ballpark knows that three and two is the full count on a batter, and it's that way at Continental Airlines, too. You find that Continental follows the rule of three and two in the coach and economy sections on all their Boeing fan jets. And they use three big seats on one side of the aisle and two big seats on the other side. Not three and three like most of their airlines use. So naturally, Continental seats are wider and far more comfortable. The fact is, Continental coach and economy seats are just as wide as first class, and you'll appreciate the difference. Enjoy this extra comfort on your next trip, whether it's east of Chicago, Denver, Kansas City, Houston, or other cities served by Continental Boeing fan jets. The airline is better because it wants to be. That's the difference, I think. Continental Airlines, the proud bird with the golden tail. a few more wires from the old turntable there to get you. Jay Torrance in absentia. So that's going to take me out to the ballgame, pepped up somewhat. But moved out to the last half of the seventh inning. Joe Eskew does lead off duty for the Angels. Joe had walked in the second and came back to the base hit of the fourth. First of all, is a curve law outside, ball one. On the mound, Dooley Womack. Billy Ratty and his pitch fastball load outside. Ball two, two and oh. You know, Harry Halo has his young juggler busy. Two nothing pitch. In for a strike. Out of two and one. Young man with a Kiwanis insignia on the back of his jacket. And a quick with horns. Young man with a horn here. Helping out Harry the Hat Halo. And the next delivery. Looking to make the count three and one. Ball three and strike one. And Joe asks you. And Joe takes another look up to third base coach Mike Rourke. The line by the right-hander in the three-one pitch. And a swing foul tip. Three and two. Tomorrow night, we'll have a chance to see Miguel Fuentes, young man of the mound for the Seattle Pilots. Three thirds of it, swung out by foul off to the left side of the plate. 
the San Francisco Giants, despite the fact that the Giants are up on top in the National League West, and for Bobby Bonds, who certainly has made a great hitting contribution for the Giants, Bobby has achieved a major league record tonight. It's playing in a tap foul behind the plate. It's Bonds, the game in San Diego, has struck out for the 176th time this year. So that is a new major league mark set by Dave Mickelson. 1963, when Dave was a member of the White Sox, he struck out 175 times. Pitch cut on, foul back again, and the count stays at three and two. So Bobby has a chance. He has enough games left. He can kind of put that record short out of sight. Three-third delivery. Jarvis swing and a miss for strike three. So Dilly has his third strikeout. Here comes first baseman Jim Spencer. First baseman Jim Spencer. Jim Spencer, one for two tonight. Jim with the base dead in the second. Line to center field of the fourth inning. Angel Taylor by three. Curve low and close. Ball one. Nothing on Spence to pitch. That ball sails away. Ball two, two and oh. Do nothing down in the angel first baseman. And the ghost can't going here at the big A. The pitch is in there just above the knees for a strike to make it two and one. Dick, when I was off the other for a while and came back, I, I thought you'd have the broadcast booth filled by thousands of buttons. Come in and join us. That's not a bad idea, either. <laughs> Two on delivery. And Spence checks up, takes it low. Ball three, three and one. to try and work three and one. Spence with a ground ball at the first base side. Mitchell gives a lot of ground. Picks it off and fires to Womack and right on target. Good strong throw to the pitcher covering for the odds. So the Angels have two away. And Aurelio Rodriguez has been called back now. He's started out. It looks like it's going to be Randy Brown to come up and bat for him. In these circumstances, with two away. And the left-hander, Randy Brown, will be batting for a radio. Randy making supposedly his ninth at bat. Since joining the Angels, Randy is one for eight. His base set came at the stadium in Seattle. It was a line drive to right field. So he's up here with two away. Had nobody on in the last half of the seventh inning. Then lean hitting night, but the pilots have managed five runs. They lead it 5-2. The outfield adjusted to off around to the right with Brown up and the first touch curve low for ball one. The next pitch cut on wrap foul to the right of the plate, one and one. So the party is over. 
in the American League. Baltimore, the winner in the East. And tonight, the Twins, the back-end job on the part of Minnesota. As with Oakland Idol tonight, Minnesota beats the Kansas City Royals. And clinched the American League West. One run delivery, high fly ball. Skied extremely high and dead center field about medium depth. Steve Hobley there. And Hobley makes the catch and the Angels are gone in quick order. So the score at the end of seven innings. Seattle five, the Angels two. Got five, yeah, got their 
five runs, three of them in the fifth inning. Fastball inside. When McNerty let off for the walk, Whitaker singled to center. Stanley sacrificed them along. And then pinch hitter Wayne Comer lined one back to the box. Curve, rounded up the first baseline. It is foul. Fielded by Spencer. It throws out of Memphis Smith, but play called foul by first base umpire Marty Springstead. So with a score 2-2 in that fifth inning, runners at second and third. Comer lined one back to the box. Messersmith knocked it down. Curry just throw to first base and threw it away. Two runners scored. Comer moved to second. And uh, Harper then singled in the third run in the inning. Pitch is fouled back to the screen. And since then, Dooley Womack relieving George Brunette has retired nine straight angels, striking out three. Messerschmitt has not pitched that poorly, by any means. His own worst enemy, making two mistakes, the two-run home run and the wild throw. One-two pitch, curve in the dirt. We have one out, top of the eighth inning, and the finals with a 5-2 lead. And Messerschmitt, hoping that he can get some hitting support in the final two innings and pull out his 17th win of the year. Into the windup, 2-2 pitch. Grounded toward Alomar. To his left, Sandy has it and throws on to Spencer for the out. Two away. And now Mr. Smith has retired 10 minutes in a row. Walton bounced back to the mound. Hit a long home run into the lower deck in left field. With a man on in the fourth inning and then struck out in the fifth. He's one for three. Uses a closed stand. The pitch by Messer Smith. Inside. Backs him away with a fastball. The Baron doesn't do that very often. Throw that good hard stuff in tight. But he chased Walton away from the plate with that last effort. The pitch. Swung on and missed. One and one. Walton with a mighty swing. The young man, Joe DiMaggio, was so high on with that last series that they played up in Oakland. And Barr, very complimentary about him, too. He, he's not denied anything in the way of a cut. He tries to bunt here, and it's one and two as he fouls it off. He looks aggressive. The way he conducts himself there at the plate. He wraps the bat around his back with each swing. And it's uh, watching him in batting practice. He has very quick hands. He snaps that bat at the ball in a hurry. And the ball just seems to jump off his back. One-two pitch. Hung on it. Missed strike three. The good hard curve got Walton at the 11 strikeouts for Messersmith who will probably leave the game for a pinch hitter here in the bottom of the eighth inning, but he leaves after retiring 11 men in a row, the last 11 men in a row, and striking out 11 men. He gets the pilots in order for the third straight inning and after seven and a half at the big A, it's Seattle five, the Angels two. You know, friends, throughout history, men have searched for the fountain of youth. Well, now, fountain of youth for car engines has been discovered at Chevron Dealers Standard Station. New Chevron Custom 10W40 Motor Oil, a remarkable technical achievement by the men at Chevron Standard Research. An oil that actually makes car engines run young again. New Chevron Custom 10W40 clings to moving parts even after your car has been standing overnight. And it's so rugged, it won't break down in the hottest freeway driver. Discover the fountain of youth for your car. 
Chevron Custom 10W40 Motor Oil. At all Chevron dealers, standard stations. There are more Chevron dealers, standard stations in the West than any other brand. And more experienced men on hand to serve you. More men. More stations. Open more hours of the day. That's the secret of Chevron Standard Service. Bottom of the eighth inning, 5-2 Seattle, and Julie Womack has knocked down the Angels in order the last three innings. Winston Jennett will pinch it for Andy Messersmith, and the first pitch is a curve for a strike. Jennett used almost exclusively as a pinch hitter as... Seven hits and 25 at bats, a 280 average. The wind by Womack, the one strike pitcher curve. Oh, watch out! There goes the bat right into the Angel dugout, and Bill Walk has to skip right out of the dugout onto the playing field to elude that ten wheeling stick out of the hands of Winston Jennings. That may be the best bat throw by an angel in 1969. I think that would have to get the honor. We've seen some visiting teams throw some pretty good runs, but that one whistled into the angel dugout on a line and hit off the back wall. It was still going as it tried to leave the park. Dennis behind 0-2 fooled on that slow curveball. Jennings had gotten that one in fair territory. That one would have been out, out in the left field someplace. The pitch, strike three called. Anthony's the sinker ball. That is the fourth strikeout for Womack. He has retired ten straight men since coming into the ball game. Here's Sandy Alomar. He's 0 for 3. The Angels have only four hits, all off the starter George Brunette, who worked only four innings and allowed the two runs, both on home runs by Fregosi and Cowan. Askew had a line single to left, and Spencer had a ground single to right. And that's been it. The pitch by Womack. Alomar bunt foul up the third baseline. Rolls near the fungo circle on the third base side. Wide right, throwing for the Angels. He'll be the pitcher for manager Lefty Phillips in the top of the ninth inning. Smith in eight innings allows only four hits and strikes out 11. But the Pilots lead 5-2. to two. One out, bottom of the eighth, the pitch to Alomar. Bunt again up the third base line. Rolling, rolling foul as Harper watches it roll onto the Grants and foul territory. Alomar had a base hit if he could have dropped that one in fair territory. 0-2 to Sandy, who jogs back to the plate. You look at Tom Seaver's tremendous season, 24 victories now for the Mets. A year ago, Seaver won 16 and lost 12 for New York. And you could compare his season last year with Metro Smith this year. Of course, the Angels hope that the Baron will come back in 1970 with a superb performance all year long, as has been the case with Seaver this year. Inside, it almost hit Alomar. Fastball right at his feet. He skipped rope as McNerthney made the play. The pilot shifted way around toward left for Alomar as he bats left-handed. 
one-two pitch. Bunted with two strikes. McNerty out in front of the plate. His quick throw is in time. A good play by the Seattle catcher as he hustled up the third baseline. Caught the ball off the first big hop. He didn't have to go down into the grass to get it. And that allowed him to whirl and fire on to Mincher, getting Alomar by his step. Two outs. The Angels still trying to get a base runner off Dooley Womack, who has worked three and two-thirds perfect innings. Here's Johnstone. He is 0 for 2. Rounded out twice and walked. Womack into the lineup and the pitch. Curve swung on and missed. Harry Halo has moved up into the mezzanine level to our left. I tell you, he's, he's put in as much leg work today as any ball player. He's been all over Anaheim City. And now shouting down, cups his hand, shouts down to the people in the lower deck saying, come on down there, you drive. One strike. The butt up the third baseline. It's a good butt. Harper Fields. He throws. Not in time. The Angels finally get a base runner off Dooley Womack with two outs in the eighth inning. That'll bring up Jim Fergosi and we'll pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. Hear Alex Dreyer commentary every day at 4.50 p.m. on KBUZ and KBUZ-FM Mesa, Phoenix Studios and offices in Thomas Mall. Fregosi, the first time up, hit a long home run over the left field boards, and then the last two times has admired third strikes. He's one for three. The pitch swung on a fly ball down the right field line, slicing away from Whitaker. He's on the run. He can't get to it. Fair ball. There goes Johnstone to third, into second for Gosey on a double. Johnstone with two outs, streaking around second, had taken the turn at third, but... Mike Rourke did not want to gamble. He threw up the stop sign. So Johnstone at third. Fregosi at second with his 22nd double. That leads the Angels. And the tie run in the ball game. Rick Reichardt steps in. It's 5-2 Seattle. Johnstone with a bunt single at third. And Fregosi's slicing fly ball with Whitaker way into right center field, and Whitaker could not get to it. It landed about 10 feet there. And now Reichardt. He walked, was robbed of a hit by Harper as this match was backhanded by Tommy behind the back of third. And then he lined out to the right fielder, Whitaker. Womack able to work from a windup with runners at third and second. Billy Cowan on deck. Angels trying to rally from a three-run deficit. The wide end, here's the pitch. Inside at the hand, ball one. And this small but enthusiastic crowd of 5,158 trying to help the Angels along. Angels started tonight four games in front of the White Sox and Royals tied for fourth. The Pilots really have to turn on a winning streak at the end of the year to get out of the cellar. There are five games out of fifth place. Runners have their lead. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on line, drive left field, base hit. 
Just a score from third. Fregosi scores from second. It's five to four. So Dooley Womack handcuffed the Angels. Three and two-thirds innings. Eleven straight men he retired. Then the Angels found out how to get a man on as Johnstone started this eighth-inning rally with two outs with a bunt single. Fregosi with a fly ball double, and now Reichardt with a line drive single to left field to knock in two runs to raise his RBI total to 67. And Joe Schultz comes out of the Seattle dugout as Roger Repos is announced as a pinch hitter for Billy Cowan. So this faithful crowd certainly staying here and offering its support for the Angels has now been able to cheer two runs in the eighth inning, and we'll see whether or not Joe Schultz will go to the bullpen and bring in his ace, Diego Segui. I believe that's going to be the case. So Womack, excellent pitching, and then suddenly the Angels put it together, a bun single by Johnstone, a double by Fergosi, and a two-run single by Rick Reichardt at 5-4 to four with a tying run at first in the form of Rick Reichardt. And Repose announced as the pinch hitter, Joe Schultz will change pitchers. Give us a chance, we mentioned earlier on our visit to Baltimore to cover the Rams-Colts game yesterday, we were able to come up with a couple of baseball items out of the Baltimore Papers and the News American John Stedman's column that we referred to earlier regarding the fact that the Orioles will have to hustle to get one million in home attendance. They have five dates left and they've drawn thus far 969,000. Stedman said actually the Orioles were too good for their own good. They won so many games and opened up such an extensive lead on the rest of the field that the outcome was never in doubt. Not even remotely. It was a Baltimore walkaway, whole hum, and all that, and that's why the fans haven't shown up in greater numbers. Womack leaves as Diego Segui carefully misses the chalk lines on his way to the mound. This is the 63rd trip to the mound this year for Segui. He has won 11 and lost six. He started eight games. His ERA, 3.35. And then Stedman goes on and kind of tongue-in-cheek approach, and he says all kinds of excuses can be offered. One we heard doesn't have much credence, but anyway, here it is. It seems that Chesapeake Bay and the Crabs are to blame. Had it been a good mating season, crabs would have been more plentiful and not as expensive. Some crabs were $10.50 to $12 a dozen, so if a man is going to eat crabs, or go to see a ball game and can only pay for one or the other, he most of the time is going to order himself the crabs and listen to the game on the radio. So if you want to find a new reason for why the Orioles didn't have greater attendance, then put the wrap on the crab. It is at least a new excuse, one we hadn't heard before. The crab breeding in Chesapeake Bay being blamed for loss of Orioles attendance is reaching just a bit, but not too far. The idea now is to make a million. So join the Million Club, lead columnist Stedman, as the Orioles need something like a 7,000 per game in their final five games to reach that one million figure. Well, can you imagine what that ball club was? Those names, Robinsons and the Booth Powells and Cuellar and 
McNally and Palmer withdraw here in Orange County. We might be talking about two million. And there'll be a day. All right, Diego Segui. Turkey jerky right hander. He along with Gene Brabender, the best pitchers on Joe Schultz's staff. Repos, the pinch hitter. The Angels trail five to four. Two outs in the eighth. Right start, the tying run at first base, held on by Don Venture. Segui at the belt. The pitch to Repo. Swung on and popped up behind the plate. It'll be out of play. Ball's back on the netting. Repo hitting 168 with six home runs. The Angels have now out-hit Seattle 7-4, but trail 5-4. The difference in the game, one unearned run, and actually there was another questionable run set up by the air, throwing error by Mr. Smith back in the three-run fifth inning for Seattle. Segee chases right card back. He had only a two-step lead. Outfield deep, pulled toward right. John Donaldson, the second baseman, is a step on the outfield grass for repose. One strike pitch. Roger takes low, one and one. Cowan, the man for whom repose is hitting, was one for three. That hit a home run in the fourth inning. with his lead. Gee studies the time. At the belt. Over the left shoulder, checks right card the pitch. Swung on, popped up on the infield. Left side, it's the shortstop, Stanley, who wants it. And in position, he makes the catch. So the Angels in the eighth inning get two runs on three hits, no errors, and leave one. And after eight innings of play, it's Seattle five, the Angels four. Tom, there's something bothering me. Big like international problems or small like something you ate? Medium. Like all the people who haven't come out yet to visit Bush Garden. There were so many places around that cost big money and places they can't take the kids. You just hope they know about it. Great for a day to all the entire family. And they can prove to themselves why Bush is the best popular price beer in America. See it right in front of their eyes. And sample the results. The hospitality. So when do we tell them about it? We've run out of time. Angeles Brewery, and we will prove it. The angel pitcher is Clyde Wright as we open the top of the ninth inning. Wright in relief of Andy Messersmith, who worked eight innings, allowed five runs, four of them earned, only four hits. He walked one. And that one man let off an inning, and it started a three-run inning for Seattle in the fifth. And he struck out 11 men, top for the Angels this year, the second time that the Baron has 
thrown an 11-strikeout game. The Padres have scored a run in the bottom of the sixth inning to tie the Giants 2-2. The Giants need to win to stay in front of the Atlanta Braves, who were victorious earlier. The Dodgers lost the heartbreaker tonight in Cincinnati, leading 1-0 in the bottom of the ninth. The Reds rolled a 2 to beat Los Angeles 2-1 and drive that stake deeper into the heart of the Dodger plan to win the National League West. Clyde Wright. Appearing for the 34th time as 1-1 in lost save, his ERA 4.35. He will face Steve Hovley, Don Mincher, two left-handed hitters, and then the catcher, Jerry McNerty. Tomorrow night, Miguel Fuentes for the Pilots. He's 1-1 one one against the red-headed right-hander, Jim McLaughlin, 8-15. Hovley, glad that Mrs. Smith is gone, struck out all three times against the Baron. Right winds, kicks, and his first pitch is a fastball high. The pilots have made their hits count. The 1-0 delivery. Butters, right off the mound, makes a good play. Flips on to Spencer for the out. Hobley trying to drag it by the mound, but Wright pounced off the rubber, dwelled the ball off his shoe tops as he angled toward first base and then lobbed the throw on to Spencer one step ahead of Hobley. One away, here's Don Mincher, 0 for 3, slide out, struck out, and popped out. Dick Bainey, a right-hander, throwing now for Seattle. And Ken Tatum loosening up for the Angels just in case. The pitch to Mincher. Fastball at the knees for a strike. Minch has had a good year. His average does not reflect it, 237, but he's made his hits count. 23 home runs. He's driven in 73. One strike pitch. Curve. It's in the dirt. Bounces out in front of the plate, out of the glove of Askew. One and one. Pilots have not wasted a hit. All four figuring in their scoring. The pitch. Curve. Check swing. He did not go around. Two and one to Mincher. We have nearly 6,000 with us tonight. 5,158 paid. We hope we'll see you tomorrow night. Game time, 8 o'clock. Final two games of 1969 at the Big A's. Tomorrow night and Wednesday night. Two on delivery. Foul back by Mincher. Angel infield of Marty Perez at third. Fregosi at short. Alomar at second. Spencer at first. Outfield of Reichardt, Johnstone, and Roger Repos. The catcher is Askew. And Clyde Wright. Working in the top of the ninth inning in relief of starter Andy Messersmith. Right into the windup, the 2-2 pitch to Mincher. Strike three called. A fastball caught the corner. And Mincher is very unhappy. He gives Bob 
Stewart a glare as he, after staying in the batter's box for about 10 seconds, just spins out, looks the umpire in the eye, and walks toward the dugout, swinging the lumber behind, and now resists the temptation, does not throw the bat, nor the helmet, just drops them carefully into the corner of the dugout. Here's McNurtney. He takes a fastball for his strike. So the Angel pitchers have struck out 12 pilots tonight. Well, Willie Mays has hit his 600th home run. One strike pitch is grounded foul by Ron Foster, the first pitch coach of the pilots. With a score tied 2-2 in the seventh inning at San Diego, Mays has just homered with a man on. That gives the Giants a 4-2 lead. Mays 13th this year and the 600th in his great career. So, Ruth and Mays, the only over, only hitters ever over 600. Two-strike pitch to McNurtney. High and tight. A lot of youngsters here tonight who are trying to help out the Angel pitchers. As the pitcher Rice winds and delivers, they begin a cry and try to coax the hitter to swing at the pitch. Listen. Ground ball to second. Alomar up with it. His throw to first in time, and Wright retires the Pilots in order in the ninth inning. So we go to the bottom of the ninth at the Big A, with the Pilots leading 5-4. to four. David sports writers talk about baseball superstars. They say such things as he's got a lot going for him. So let me just say that when you go continental, you've got a lot going for you. Whether it's to Chicago or Houston or Denver or any of the other great places continental serves. Continental Airlines, the proud bird with a golden tail, gets its pride from facts. Sure, skill and charm and efficiency are definitely part of it. But the deep down pride comes from the fact that we are an all-fan jet fleet. The Continental took out one seat per row and coached an economy in order to make the other five wider and more comfortable. And added the director of passenger service on board who can do things for you no one else can. So get a lot going for you. Go Continental and feel the difference, Pride makes. And on the message board, a salute for the man who just hit his 600th home run down in San Diego. Willie Mays has just hit, and in big numerals up there, 600th home run of his major league career. So an Anaheim salute from all of us to Willie Mays of the San Francisco Giants. Dick, tomorrow night, I think that we should increase some of our activity out here at Anaheim City. We've... We should designate tomorrow night as Dick Nelson Appreciation Night. <laughs> well, maybe get more fans out here just to kind of stand around and appreciate Dick Nelson. Maybe we could have him yeah. go out and sit in the general admission. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he always wanted to chase sparks out here in the general admission section. The bottom of the ninth inning. The Angels need a run to tie. Trailing five to four. It'll be Joe Askew, Jim Spencer, and then Marty Perez. It was interesting as the message board spelled out the announcement, Willie Mays hitting his 600th home run, and the crowd reacted. All the pilots turned around to read the board. The pitch by Segui is fouled out of play, upstairs to the right. And the man who stared at it longest was young shortstop Fred Stanley. And you had to wonder, in the eyes of that young man who had yet to hit his first major league home run, that some days he might have dreamed of something big. Certainly not 600 home runs, but something big might be placed up there with his name attached to it. 
The pitch, fly ball to right, hit well, but Whitaker is right there. Drifting back toward the warning track, makes the catch. One away. Jim Spencer. Jim Spencer is one for three. He's hit the ball hard twice, singling the right, lining the center, and then he grounded out to the first baseman, Mincher. Bill Voss is out of the Angel dugout. He'll be used as a pinch hitter for Marty Perez, who is in the number eight spot in the order. Angels have a pair of right-handers throwing, and go to the pilot. The wind by Segee, the pitch. Foul back to the screen. Got a home run from Pagosi in the first inning. The Pilots got a two-run home run off the bat of Danny Walton in the top of the fourth. The top of the two had two to one. The Angels tied it in the bottom of the fourth, 2-2, on Cowan's fourth home run of the year. Then the Pilots scored three runs in the fifth. The Angels trying to play catch-up were shackled by Dooley Womack until the bottom of the eighth when they got two runs with two outs. And now it's Diego Segui. The one-strike pitch to center. High with a fastball, one and one. Fisher and Ken Tatum are the angel right-handers. Dick Bainey now is joined by a left-hander in the Seattle bullpen. Might be O'Donoghue. 1-1 pitch from Segee to Spencer. Swung on and missed. He chased a high fastball. It is O'Donoghue. Diego Segee. deep and toward right. Segee takes a lot of time to center backs out and now Segee walks toward the third base side of the mound and kind of kicks at the dirt. Jerry McNurtney races out to the mound to talk to Segee, gives him a little short pat and a short word and then quickly returns to the plate. Five-four Seattle. One out, bottom of the ninth inning. One ball, two strikes, and the pitch to Spencer. Serve is high. And I imagine what McNurtney went out to say to Segee is, if you're going to throw that pitch, throw it low. Don't hang it upstairs. And Segee did just what the pilots did not want him to do, to hang it upstairs. But it was too high for Spencer to even take a shot at it. Spencer wants to see the ball, and played umpire Bob Stewart examines it. in play. Two and two to Spence. Mincher deep and guarding the line at the edge of the outfield grass at first. Donaldson on the grass at second. Guarding the line a step behind the back at third. Tommy Harper and the shortstop Fred Stanley deep and short straight away. Outfield Toward right, playing Spencer to pull. The gear is set. The 2-2 pitch. Curve, line drive right at the second baseman, Donaldson. He has it off his shoe top, two away. It was not a 
hard hit line drive. Spencer was fooled. He was out in front on the pitch. He hit it sharply, but not the kind of ball that's going to handcuff Donaldson. He was able to take a couple of steps to his left and make the catch. Now Bill Voss introduced as the pinch hitter for Marty Perez. Two outs going on. And again, Sagi and his catcher, McNerton, he converts. Take a pitch like that for the count one and two. 
Giants on May's home run leads San Diego 4-2 after six and a half. Here it's 5-4 Seattle. Two balls, two strikes on Bubba Morton. McGee is ready. And here's his pitch. High ball three.